Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. It is the month of October and we are doing horror adjacent shows instead of G.I. Joe. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast and I am Ray Stacanis. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ibolito. And we are to this. Okay, guys, here's the deal. We're talking about a show called Ghostbusters, but it's not that Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's capital T, capital O, capital O, the other one. But it actually came first. Correct. Technically. This, well, I mean, it came first by a lot. I did a little research on this so we could talk about it. But Yeah, uh, same. And it, it was it was well before the movie. Yes. Not the cartoon, though. Yes, the cartoon also came out before the movie. So there was a different cartoon first called Ghostbusters. This is the revival of that, which, sta- which is featuring the original... Uh, the original character's sons. So there was a 70s cartoon called Ghostbusters. It was not a cartoon. Oh. I will stop oh, you there. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. It was a, it, live was a action. 70s live action yeah. kids show yeah. That's what called I knew Ghostbusters. About. And then when the movie Ghostbusters wanted to, uh, wanted to use the title Ghostbusters, they had to buy, basically buy out the, the rights for the name from the live action show. And then, and then also promised them one percent on the back end, but then, but they didn't buy anything other than the film rights. Correct. Yeah. So they paid a half million dollars in 1984 to the people of the filmation Ghostbusters, who people who own that, and uh, they make this movie called Ghostbusters. You may have heard of it. It got pretty big, uh, uh, pretty famous. Got pretty big. I've never heard of it. No, it's, it's new. You'll have to should... This is a good one for the um, for the October season. You should probably check it out. Uh, Should I talk to my son Egon about it? Is that a thing? (laughs) Oh, yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, So the thing is, uh, Ghostbusters was a hit in 1984. They wanted to put out a cartoon show and they were just like, cool. um, We'll just go ahead and put it out. At which point the original Ghostbusters crew said, no, 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 no. You only paid us for the for the movie uh, rights. You didn't pay for animation rights. There was a whole thing that essentially never, to my understanding, never really got resolved. But it caused the original Ghostbusters people to take their original property, turn it into a cartoon, and in a rush with filmation to get it out, they put out this Ghostbusters cartoon five days before the first episode of the other Ghostbusters cartoon came out. 
who were forced to call themselves the real Ghostbusters. The real and apparently Ghost- originally they were go filmation was going to do the the animation for the movie Ghostbusters. Correct. And yeah. their their relationship soured as they as they often do. And uh uh the 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 real Ghostbusters cartoon, which is based off of the Ghostbusters movie went with Deke instead of Filmation. How and about while, that? as I was watching this, I had to wonder what the real Ghostbusters would have been like if they had just stuck with Filmation. Would it have been better? I don't know. Well, if Deke isn't making it, I would argue that it's better immediately. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I remember the real Ghostbusters not being that bad, to be no, honest. It's, it's good. It's the real good. Ghostbusters is good. Yeah. Yeah, the cartoon. Yeah. But that, and I will, it is, but I will say but that's Deke. But that right. Deke in 1986, when I, uh, ostensibly they still were trying. Yeah, yeah like I, Inspector yeah. Gadget was still a quality show because they were making it back in the early 80s, mid 80s. Yeah, so I'm saying I, I don't, I don't, I think, I think they went with the right decision going with Deke, uh, based on this cart, watching this cartoon. Uh, but they, but the this cartoon, the filmation Ghostbusters, which, which nowadays, anytime they release it, they call it Filmation Ghostbusters. On, for the DVDs and things like that, but they they wanted to capitalize on the movie, mm-hmm. so they and oh. you know what? I bet it worked. I bet some kids were like, "Oh, Ghostbusters! I love that movie!" And then no. we're watching it, and they were like, "I don't remember a gorilla in the I movie can, Ghostbusters." I this can speak is... to this firsthand. Chan uh, is when I was nine, ten years old, and I saw on Channel sixty two the cheap channel before they became a CBS affiliate out in Detroit. They we were a UHF. Yeah, they were they were a UHF station. Uh, in the truest sense of the word, they were a UHF station and they carried Ghostbusters. And I remember seeing it in my channel guide. And I said, Ghostbusters, I love that movie. And I tuned in to see this thing with a monkey <laughs> and yep. a skeleton phone. Mm. And I didn't know what the heck was going on, but I watched it. Yeah. So I've actually I never I've never watched this. Didn't know anything about it. And so I, I watched sort of the intro that we that uh, Ray sent Yep. And then I I did what I usually do with shows that I'm not familiar with, and I looked it up on Wikipedia. And I just have to read this uh, description of the secondary characters. So the main characters are the sons of the original ghost busters from the live action version, which has nothing to do with the movie Ghostbusters. Yeah, and real real quick, and they just called them just the regular name of the person and put Junior behind both of them. So yeah. they weren't even really trying. This was like yeah. the laziest yeah. thing you could do. So there's and two it- there's two two guys basically and uh and a gorilla for some reason. A smart gorilla who who somehow talks. And then this is from the Wikipedia page. They are supported by a number of secondary characters including Ansabone, a talking skull phone, Skelevision, a talking skeleton television, Belfry, a pink talking bat, and Ghost Buggy Jr., their talking car. They occasionally enlist the aid of Futura, a time-traveling ghostbuster from the future, and Jessica Ray, a local TV news reporter. There is too much stuffed into this show. <laughs> it is. And well, one thing that I noticed is uh, the voice acting, because... Uh, they got some pretty primo voice actors in all yes. of the main roles. I don't know if you guys noticed uh, the casting here uh, yes. or its relation to our favorite show, G.I. Joe. Um, but the two main guys are uh, Pat Fraley and Peter Cullen. And you should know both of those names intimately if you know 80s uh, cartoons, but especially if you know G.I. Joe. 
because uh, Pat Fraley was the voice of Barbecue, uh, Airtight, uh, and like three other characters. I want to say Ace as well. And uh, Peter Cullen, of course, Optimus Prime, is also the voice of Xandar, and he was the voice of uh, one of the Joe team, and I'm completely blanking on it right now. Airborne. There we go. Who is Xandar? Xandar is Zartan's brother in the uh, second season. Oh, um, so they were all over it. Not just that, but each one of those two actors plays no less than, I think, nine or ten different characters on this show. Sure. Like the car is also Peter Cullen and two of the henchmen of the bad guy are also Pat Fraley. (laughs) But the coolest thing and the biggest name of this is Alan Oppenheimer, who plays uh, the big villain uh, whose name I didn't write down like a big dope, but it's a it's a play on words. Primeval. There we go. is is Skeletor. Skeletor, Alan Oppenheimer, is yeah. primeval. And the, the second he started talking, I went, I'm actually going to enjoy this. And, and he's a very Skeletor-esque character, too, yeah, even even design-wise. Well, I mean, also the uh the uh who the Witchfinder general dude in the past was also Alan Oppenheimer. Because uh-huh, he yep. sounded almost exactly like Skeletor. Yep. Um, um, and you're just blown over uh, the biggest name here, which is obviously Lou Scheimer, who shows up in his own productions frequently as like uh, peripheral characters. In this case, Tracy the Gorilla, the one where he didn't have to really do voice much voice acting. Not much. Go, I mean, the, also, Tracy the Gorilla is supposed to be the same gorilla from the original series. It's the same character. Sure. Yeah. So the gorilla stayed the same and now hangs out with the kids. Yes. Um, but, but guys, can we let's play a little bit? Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, because okay. I also have direct experience yes, with this cartoon. Oh, yeah. I had the same sort of thing. Um, I knew of Ghostbusters and then I knew that there was going to be a Ghostbusters. There was a Ghostbusters cartoon and uh, I would sometimes stumble across this other version, which mm-hmm. clearly inferior as a kid, you know, you're looking for the thing that you want and something else has got the name. You're like, the fuck is this? So I I came into this today um, with very negative feelings about this uh, property. Sure. And I came out like, all right, well, that wasn't the worst. I was yeah, expecting I, I was expecting to straight up hate it. Yeah. I didn't straight up hate it. There there it, it's like five cartoons in one. There's two there's like legitimately too much going on. Even like there are too many too many good guys, too many bad guys. And it's like when I first started reading the description, I was like, oh, okay, so just every inanimate object talks. Oh no, there's also a talking bat. Oh, there's also a time traveler. Oh, also the villain lives on a different astral plane known as the fifth the fifth dimension it's yeah. like season 20 of doctor who type shit in there not a one season of a cartoon well this is kind of what kills me is we we come from gi joe the second highest character count of any cartoon in history only only passed by the simpsons deep into its run <laughs> i'd yeah, like I'd to know. point out I'd- no problem with the number of characters in this at all. <laughs> Man, I'm, it's, I'm just it's wondering. one episode. It's not like G.I. Joe, which stretches its characters over over like seasons. This is just crazy to me. I mean, I think maybe also because we're coming off of Count Duckula, a show where very little happened and there were only four total people <laughs> at all times. I just I, mean, I wonder if maybe that one affects the other. That's all. Real Ghostbusters has four Ghostbusters. It's got Slimer, and it's got Janine, and that's kind of the core of it. You got, like, six people. Yep. This yeah. has two and a monkey, 
and Futura, it appears, shows up uh, occasionally. All the rest of those are just um, they're, they're just set dressing. Yeah, they're like throwaway. The, yeah, they'll get like one joke in or like smile or like I'm mad that you answered me a telephone, but we don't have to deal with them extensively. So like basically, you've got your core three, and that's it's it's a little thin, honestly. Three, uh, three they, is too many characters for Gina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's also like they don't f- they don't fit together in any way that's that's what it is it's 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 just like a Wait, disparate so? group okay that it just, will, it just you're talking it feels about like everything they, together it feels like they threw a dart at a dartboard and they were like okay we've got a talking haunted toothbrush all right next we've got a time traveling sexy thing like that <laughs> I mean, they're just putting words together this this did remind me pretty hard of the uh, uh, that Fonzie time traveling cartoon. Yes, a lot. Future which especially. is it, yeah, it, it's it's a ba- it's a bad uh, association to make. Nobody wants to be associated with that piece of crap. But <laughs> um, like I read it as like, oh yeah, that's the kind of thing we were doing in the you know the seventies and eighties. All right, yeah. and this is I mean this is eighty six, so this is literally like season two of GI Joe. Uh, time frame. You know, this is mid transforming. This is like peak eighties going on, and they just yeah. drop this Ghostbusters cartoon into the middle of it all. I mean, um, it definitely feels very much like uh, someone who had peaked in the seventies, still oh, yeah. trying to reclaim that uh, uh, glow uh, of the good old days. Lou Scheimer. You know. Anyway, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, the characters themselves. I mean, I didn't have any issues. You got the one guy who's really good at it. You got the one guy who's really bad at it, who's and you've got the, the monkey that's, that's holding them together. Yeah, you know? this, these are all uh, normal tropes that we get from exactly. any cartoon. Wait, so, so my my question is: so the like the description says that the monkey worked with their dad. So was there a real gorilla in the live action show? There was a six foot something dude in a gorilla costume who did okay. wear hats, if I remember right, and was just a member of the team because I think he also wore ties. I think the way they have him decked out in the cartoon is pretty much how they had him on the live action show. The Wikipedia article has a uh, uh, an ape with a uh, uh, propeller beanie on. Okay, so and he's you know like... What? He's like a real, he's like a, is he, is he modified? Is he like, how does he talk? Uh, Well, I mean, you know, apes are very similar to humans, Gina. So it really makes a lot of sense that if you're going traveling with one, he'd learn the language. I mean, this monkey, the one in this one doesn't really talk. He, He he's, uh, he's a little less verbal than Scooby-Doo. Uh, so like he, he vocalizes in a way that you're like, oh, you're saying that's right. But it's more like, yeah, but he did have a couple actual lines of real dialogue, though, towards the end, which surprised me, (laughs) you know, he's just Uh, like, uh, get out of my way (laughs) or whatever the heck he says. It's crazy. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at this uh, Wikipedia article for the Ghostbusters show from 1975, the live action one. I'm like, we could remake this. This is a doable thing. You could fucking. shoot like Uh Uh because it was a kid sitcom like like yeah two two dopes with their dematerializer and a friggin person in a monkey suit yeah you could definitely do that and make some fun with that you could do that in quarantine if you really wanted to also i feel like you just described like half of the sketch shows in la 
Ooh. That's why it's like, <laughs> like this is absolutely a thing I would expect to see on the pack theater. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, Thursday so, night at 930. You hear this? As soon as the quarantine's over, the three of us have got to recreate Ghostbusters. Gina, obviously you're the gorilla. Oh, good. Okay. So you uh, know what? I, like, I, we'll we'll get there. But I didn't like the gorilla. Here's here's my main my uh-oh. main gripe about this show, uh, other than lots of it, uh, is that they're they're all afraid of ghosts. That is correct. Like, no, the, the, the main guy's not as afraid. No, they're they're. I mean, like, okay, the the schlubby because like they they had a, a you know every every couple guys in this show. There's one sort of like you know hero hero looking guy and one schlubby one. And yeah, there's a Fred and a Shaggy. Yeah, it, well, I wouldn't call Shaggy schlubby. Shaggy's terrified. He's super. What? What? He's what? She's Gina, not fat. We, she's trying to you know the cartoon Shlubby implies chubby. What? Mm, I mean, I I, th- I think of just like slovenly, uh, and as a stoner who has like four hairs on his chin, like it definitely qualifies. Like he does not shower regularly. Shaggy no, I, I feel like like Schlubby has to has to be has to also include Chubby in there. Do you know why do I feel like you're staring right at me as you describe <laughs> this? I can't like help every, but just feel that every. Okay, schlubby definition: socially awkward, unattractive, clumsy, oafish, unkempt, fat, overweight. Uh, uh, the one I have is poorly dressed, untidy, or unattractive. Okay, okay, all right. I mean, I I feel like because it it basically has the word chubby in it. If you just take out the s and the l, you know, like it's always there's it's like any type of hot wife schlubby husband. The husband is always chubby. But I digress. The 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 schlubby character in this, he's very afraid. But even the like attractive hero guy is also afraid, and the gorilla is afraid. Like, what, what purpose are you serving, gorilla, if you're not going to be the the muscle of the team? I don't know if you uh, need to watch some inspirational movies, but this is generally the point where the uh, uh, the one scary guy goes like, I, "I I can't do this, man. I just not I'm not brave like you." And the the Captain America, whatever, turns around and says, I feel fear. I'm scared right now, but I face my fear. And that's <laughs> the, that's all courage is. You feel the fear, but you do it anyway. And then they go over the top, and then they get gunned down by the Germans. I'm, I'm mashing up a lot of different movies here, wow, but I think you get the point. The, like, well, if, you, if you've watched a lot of Ghost Hunters shows, right? And I've seen <laughs> some. They're all terrible. But the thing they all have in common is you have a team of like three to five people. And they all are like talking shit and they're like, we got all these devices and we're like masters. We do this all the time. This is our life. And then they get into the house in the millisecond, the millisecond a ghost shows up, everybody screams and runs out the house. So that way you don't get any footage of the ghost. Like this is a pretty common theme for the actual ghost hunters out in our world. Why shouldn't it be here? Yeah, I don't know. I, I was, I was, I wanted one, one hero. First of all, like it's it's start okay. I I say we just dive in because it starts out really weird with Skeletor Man. Just saying. Well, bef- before saying- we even get to that, we got to talk about the theme song a little bit here. Uh, oh, theme song okay. also, and I'm going to jump in right here now and say that this ep- episode is going to get even weirder because um, when I did my normal thing and I uh, recorded the episode, uh, I just played the recording back and. There's this really weird. Uh-oh. Oh my god, Uh-oh. demon! It's demon messages. 
It's 100% demon messages. Oh, boy. So I'm just going to go right to the YouTube link and try and hit the, hit the quotes like about where they are, and we'll see what happens. Everyone tell us what demon message you hear by <laughs> tweeting them at us. <laughs> it wants uh, me to shoot are- Ronald Reagan. Oh, no. That's going to be hard. You are too late. But he's, <laughs> on the plus side, he's, an easy, he's easy to hit now. What are I we mean, talking about? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the song itself, I will say this. It's um uh what the intro is like a minute and seventeen. Hits really and long. the refrain is tight. It's kinda good. Yeah, I didn't hate it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's basically that. There's nothing else. That chunk is pretty cool, and then everything else is just like uh, blah 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 blah. As we see some characters go by, I'm, um, I'm very uncomfortable during the intro when they have the super close up shot of the monkey who's grunting at the camera. As we mm-hmm. heard in that in that uh, sound clip right there, his face is like real big on screen, and it always made me a little uncomfortable. And I'm not exactly sure why. It's a it's a monkey, Ray. The monkey, you, he's grunting, he's angry, you were tur- he's big. You were turned on by it, is that why? Oh, I see. It's like a... Uh, oh, that explains Jane, a lot. Jane Goodall's type situation. That explains... That uh, Jane Goodall mixed with that lady who fucked dolphins. Kind of put those two together. The, the Sound of Water? right now. Say what? What's that movie? The Sound of Water? I d- oh, right. The Shape of Water. The Shape of Water. There we go. The Sound of Water. I was like, the fuck is he talking? It's like the sound of music, but it's an underwater ballet. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Water Nazis. Water uh, Nazis. Terrifying. The worst terrifying. kind of Nazis. Water mm. Nazis. I'll Second worst. <laughs> Nazis in the White House. Number one. I mean, that's pretty anyway. Uh, the episode is called Witch's Stew. I picked it because uh, for our Halloween decorations, we have a witch theme going on. So I said, oh. if we're going to pick a Halloween thing to go with, I'm going to go with witches. That's just me. Okay. And we're talking about the Witch of Salem. Now, we open up with two kids. And how many did you of you guys here thought that those two kids were like younger versions of the two main characters? Because I uh, did. They they mentioned uh, the dude's name in a really weird way. that Like, Harvey Winslow, you've been a kid. And I was like, oh, they're announcing that name so that then I will associate later that, oh, he grew up to be this person. Right. Uh, Turns out to not be the case. Just no, it was fucking random kids. Two random kids, one of whom is wearing a Ghostbusters t-shirt, which is just strange. But all, but here's the thing. This this puts us into the... Into, like, like w- was anyone else thrown by the first line of this? Like, as if it was coming back from a commercial? Because the first thing... The first, like, quote is... Skeletor says something like, Excellent. Uh, this plan that we've been talking about is going to go well. And I was like, what the heck? This is such a weird opening. And then it immediately cuts to a, a you know, a, a hero child who's, who's, you know, the, the, the Fred of it and the Zodiac killer child who <laughs> is, is, is the most hideously drawn child in any um, cartoon I've ever seen. They that- give him jowls like Richard Nixon jowls and those porno glasses that people in the 70s wore when when oh, okay like... okay i was gonna let you go we're gonna yeah. stop right now no, number Dad, one yeah 
In Media Res, doesn't every Save the Cat book tell you start in the middle of things? So I totally get that we're going to start with like, our plan is already in effect. No, not for children's cartoons. That's not how you write children's cartoons. (laughs) Number two, the Fred character is a piece of shit. He probably grows up to play football and try and rape a cheerleader I'm in high school and eventually breaks his leg and just goes person. on to be his a, best friend is the Zodiac killer. His best friend wears large aviator glasses, which were completely normal at the time. Yeah, and personal. I, I, I have multiple pictures of me as this child uh, back in the eighties. So don't you, don't you be shitting on him? Cause you know what? <laughs> well, he's the only one that has a strong sense of self-preservation okay, and he's going to survive. He's, he's, he's afraid from the get go. He's a real a sourpuss. He's a real a, sourpuss. He's an eight year old who's afraid of a ghost. How is that he, bad? He's, but like, but also he, he lets himself be, be brought along, but he's afraid the whole time. So he doesn't have, a, he doesn't have a real strong, uh, uh, like Real bravery, sense, sense of self. I don't like Just him at all. I don't like the fact that they give him the jowls of an eighty-year-old man. His glasses are downturned, and like his his eyes, they gave him like droopy dog eyes, and he's also wearing like a green. It's just a very weird. Like I like that kid grows up to be. I know we think we know who the Zodiac killer is, but it is this child from this cartoon is the real Zodiac okay. killer. Guys, this I got, is I got four no. points I have to make here, real quick. <laughs> uh, you had to what? write them down because as, as we kept going, you just had to keep stacking them up. I did. Wait, first yeah. of all, uh, I want I just want to say that when we post this, can we to the Facebook page take a screen grab of that kid and then post it next to Chan's? And because here's the thing. Chan's giving himself a lot of shit, but Chan doesn't look like the Zodiac killer in his photo, whereas this kid is 100% the Zodiac killer. So uh, I said before I had three, uh, four points. Now I only have three because that was one of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for okay, I have three points here. One, uh, it, the, fir- the opening scene is weird. It's like you, if you wrote the bad guys to have a minute-long scene and then literally just hard cut with only 10 seconds to go in that scene and only played that last 10 seconds, that's essentially where they start us in the episode, which is strange. Uh, I was thrown a little bit. I'll grant you that. Yeah, uh, three. Uh, the the second point would have been three, but number two is the champ picture. We got to have this side by side comparison. Uh, uh, so my next point is that this scared kid was correct. You want to talk shit about this kid being afraid, but they go mm. to the a, a, a portal to the fifth dimension where a character named Prime Evil wants to fuck with them. So I'm everything not just this kid shooting on him for being right. afraid. I'm shooting on him because he was he was afraid. Still went along with his friend. And yeah. and then immediately, like he's afraid the whole time, but Brave. he lets himself be brought along. So Brave. it's like either be afraid and say, "Nah, fuck that! I'm not going with you, you dick." I'm like, Face "This is this is a bad idea," or go along with him and fucking nut up, serial so, killer man. This takes my last point. I think now we know very clearly based on that who this kid grew up to be, and that's one of Gina's ex boyfriends. <laughs> this oh, is no. so. I Gina's think this is too personal for, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's no. Just, I want to smash this nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're saying the nerd is my ex, uh, is an ex of mine, or the or the bully kid? I'll be honest, well, whichever saying... one you feel the most strongly, negatively, emotionally about is clearly stirring something up based on a past experience. No, no. And we don't have to get I, into I, it I right now, the, Gina. I don't fine. date this schlubby sidekick. I date the the main asshole. Uh, uh, that, that's my brand. That's my brand. Uh, you know what? That's fair. I've seen. I've seen evidence. 
Um, okay, well, let's move forward because the bad guys show up and they scare the kids. That's the whole deal. They say, okay, we put the Salem witch, uh, on the porch and the kids run away and they're like, okay, the kids ran away. Somehow there's a connection to Ghostbusters who live in a completely different state. Apparently, uh, word will get back to the Ghostbusters who will come here. Plan is in action. Uh, yeah, I mean, I assume if your if your main purpose for being is is being a ghostbuster, someone is going to contact you and be like, "Hey, man, I got some ghost activity, like major ghost activity." I don't think there's enough worldwide ghost activity that you're being kept busy. I think anytime there's anything like this, where it's where it's a witch tried to kill the Zodiac killer and his asshole best friend, you're gonna you're gonna find out about that. I guess that's true. There is a there is a jump up in the air and three way high five animation that they do every time they're about to go get into it with a ghost to the point where if they were doing it all the time, it probably wouldn't be that level of excitement for them. Wait, I'm have we already guessing. discussed that every time Skeletor uh, says the the name of the Ghostbusters, also the name of the show, he pauses like he's jizzing in between the two words. The first time they did that, I was like. What is? Did something go wrong with the audio? Is he? Uh, is this a bad copy or whatever? And then when he did the second time, I'm like, oh, that's a bit. That's the worst bit I've ever heard in my it's, entire it's a life. Terrible, so terrible bit. Like, and and also, I don't. It's not. Maybe it's explained the first time. Like, is it? Is it that he he hates them so much? Because to me, it came yes, off as like yes. he he popped a boner the second he starts ah. talking about them he pops a bony and is like oh those ghost busters like I there's a like, weird pause like people say like oh you know the best sex is angry sex like after you've had a fight then you have angry sex um i feel like that's the only kind of sex that gina has like oh it's no that's not that's not my brand she i don't can't, she can't get uh, a lady boner without being super pissed at somebody no no i i all my all my stuff shuts down if i'm annoyed and nothing Thank nothing's, you. nothing's happening i don't know yeah. i do not understand angry sex <sighs> for the record then why I mean, do the you look, think I, this dude has it because look. he here's the thing if i was telling you about a guy and i was like oh chad tomlinson that sounds like i have a crush on chad tomlinson and this dude, every time he mentions them, he says the ghost busters. And like what what like what the hell is it? Mm, no. I think you're just misreading anger for arousal, and that's <laughs> that's something you should talk to a therapist no, about. No, I a hundred percent think this skeletor wants to wants to bone these these dudes. Did you guys notice that pause that Gina just had right after saying the word Skeletor? Did you just come, <laughs> Gina, while you were yelling angrily about this cartoon? Look, it, we're, in, we're in quarantine. The only way I can come is by podcasting. It's the only safe way to do anything now. That's, that's why there are so many podcasts out right now. <laughs> yeah. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ghostbuster toys, so much fun, it's spooky. Play Ghostbusters. Let's go! With your own play figures. Come on there, Ghostbusters. Jake has a magic backpack and ghost gun. Primeval has a real cape. Look out, humans. Ah! Pull yourself together, you rusty wreck. That's spooky! Ghostbuster figures from Shopper. So much fun, it's spooky. Back to G.I. Joe. Um, also, just I, I just wrote this note down, and it doesn't mean anything, but just for some reason, I was really drawn to the weird lizard on um, the witch's like hand. It was like on oh, her yeah. thumb, it was just kind of hanging around. I was like, that's a thing, right? That's a Good thing prop. that's gonna, gonna pay off somehow. Oh, no, yeah. it was just a thing. No. I she just that, has a lizard on her hand. Yeah, because I thought that that was gonna be a, a giveaway that it was some sort of like hologram or some sort of. Right. Like, like, because I, I wasn't thinking the whole time this is a real witch. I thought this was some sort of magical creature that was transforming or like putting forth the image of a witch. And I thought that it was the little lizard that was like going to be the tip off. Oh, nice. Because someone, cool. was, someone was going to be like, wait a minute, that's not a real witch. It's this shape shifting lizard. So There's another thing yeah. further up that uh, I, I thought was going to happen and didn't. And I was really disappointed because that would have been a really cool twist. Not in this cartoon, apparently. Can I say right now, they didn't use that in this episode. So, Gina, it's open for Unicorn Season 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, just Walton starts. Goggins has been a shape-shifting lizard this whole time. It turns out Walton Goggins is actually a lizard that's been in his pocket the whole time. <laughs> no, Rob Cordry just starts walking around with a lizard on his hand, and nobody brings it up. It's just there the oh entire season. The entire season. <laughs> 24 episodes. We just get every time he points, there's just a lizard. Never mentioned. And then what's up at the in the season finale, someone's like, has it been there this whole time? <laughs> just move on. <laughs> I mean, this is gold, Gina. You should be you should be writing all this time. Yeah, I'll pitch it to my so boss right now. Thank you. <laughs> guys, we've been talking for a half hour about this show. Let's get to the second scene of the episode. Uh yeah. So we, we get introduced to some bits here. So we get introduced to the monkey, uh, Tracy, the skull phone bit who gets angry because he wants to uh, do a wacky voicemail message, but instead his phone gets answered instead. It's at, it's the Salem PD uh, who sets up into a uh, hands this, this sequence. And we got to talk about this sequence because I think this is an every episode sequence. Oh, one. They just recycle the animation for where yes. they decide we're going to go on the case. We high five. We have to go get on our go. Think of like the 1960s. Batman show where Batman and Robin go down those poles 
uh, after pulling, no, no, you know, no, no. pressing the button, and then they no, come no, down the correct- in their uniforms. Now, no, this no, would be correct- what happens inside there. Hold on. The correct reference here is Pee Wee Herman, um, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure at right. the beginning when he gets the whole Rube Goldberg machine to make him breakfast and get him ready to go out. Mm, I think <clears> it's a little bit of both, except this I one think- turned pervy. It get real weird because what ends up happening here, guys, is giant skeletal bone hands continually grab our two main characters and shove them into various uh, uh, conveyor belts and into various machines, which strip their clothes off, put on their actual clothes. I don't understand how you people can have yards full of Halloween decorations (laughs) and not had a period of your life where you were super goth, you wore black, everything, you had skeletons all over the place, and your dream would be to have a rude group Goldberg device with skeleton hands dressing you. No, here's that the is- thing. They're they're in their underwear around this Rube Goldberg device and who knows how many different you know beings are there looking at them in their unders and they're seeing uh-huh. each other in their unders it's it's weird like oh. if i'm a, if i'm a superhero oh, is- i am getting changed on my own superman had the had the decency to duck into a phone booth cuz he know who he knew people didn't want to look at his drawers are, is this your latent homophobia or just a never nude situation <laughs> where like you just can't be naked around people? No, I mean I don't I don't enjoy like being naked just around platonic friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's weird. Who who would like that? Oh, I, I, it's not it's not like especially when I've just been told that I need to spring into action. That's the time that I want to be making lists and working on a game plan. I don't want to have to worry about sucking things in. See, and this is the part that really I think that, that upset me that didn't upset either of you is the sheer danger of this device, especially given that one of them doesn't seem to work through it very well. He, I mean, it seems like it's constantly dropping them 20, 30 feet in the air onto just uh, flat surfaces where they're just expected to just land and, and keep on going. Uh, uh, the See, whole time I'm just like, fun to me. That part seems fun to me. That part seems fun. But again, there's going to be a lot of stuff jiggling if I'm in my underwear. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I and you're dropping nobody's, sh- nobody's showing off for anybody here. These are two dudes who hang together because their parents hung together and they have a job that both of them are terrified at. And yet they do it every single day. Also, by the way, this happens to them every single day. They made 65 episodes of this cartoon, which means it was scheduled for daily airing. So five times a week, they had to go through this machine and get dropped 20, 30 feet. They come out fine every time. It's okay. I don't. Nightmare do. I cannot nightmare get behind a show where everyone is scared. Luckily, at some point, a brave woman shows up. Thank otherwise, you. otherwise, there'd be no redeeming character on this show. <laughs> the, the other weird thing is like the end game of this uh, uh, Rube Goldberg device is that they get spit out to where uh, a Murphy bed is pulled down by the monkey and they bounce off the Murphy bed and into the wall Fun. into their garage. I'm just Mm -hmm. I don't understand I don't understand I just don't get it like it's terrifying this this I'm upset that's all I think it's fun I think that part is fun now everyone's got their clothes on their balls aren't going to accidentally slip out fun okay dear lord what how do you think balls work Gina that's how balls work (laughs) oh no Gina nailed it she didn't nailed it uh moving forward they land in the the ghostbusters car which is also uh, uh alive and it's was sleeping and now it has to get into action great so i just yeah, wrote down here buggy. 
cut cut back to the bad guys. And I said, what exactly is the motive here? And almost immediately after I wrote that, they said, now that we have the Ghostbusters here, we're going to steal the dematerializer. And I went, okay, this makes sense. No, um, too turn- many things. Too many things for me to keep track of. Hat on a hat on a hat. Uh, they, they, the only th- their only plan is to steal the dematerializer. I can't keep track of how many characters and plots and devices there are in this. This is what's wild is they're on the way to Salem, okay, to go to the, to go to meet this witch. And they're like, hey, we better call the future and get Futura over here. She's in the time zone right now, and we mm-hmm. need her to come back in time. And in my mind, it's like, do you need to call her? Like, wouldn't she know? Uh, How does time travel no, I work? Think, I think I was thinking that she – so she is the only real hero on this show – and I was thinking she's probably in the future doing hero stuff. Okay. And then every once in a while, these two idiots need okay. to be bailed out of a situation. No, no, no. Futura is doing a podcast in the future, and she just oh, sits boy. around playing video games until these two assholes are like, hey, can you come help us out? And you're like, sure, I'll use my fancy future technology. Look at this. It's a phone that you can play games on. No way. She no one plays of- video games in that outfit. Your 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 crotch is getting real sweaty in that outfit. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna put on an, a double XL t shirt and pajama it's pants. Breathable. It's breathable. I guarantee in if we future. went on Twitch, if we went on twitch.com right now, we'd find three people wearing that same outfit. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think we found Ray's Halloween costume for this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We have to find it. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, the, the bad guys end up uh, messing with Futura, and they send her too far into the past. That's sort of the uh, the plot, as it were. Like this kind of goes different places and, and kind of takes strange turns. So they okay, send her too this, far into. This the past. is the point where I thought it could get interesting because I thought, oh, they're going to send her to the past. These guys are going to go to the uh, um, the house and like scary witch. And uh, what happens is like the scary witch invites him in. And I was like, oh, the uh, uh, she gets thrown back into the past. She gets stuck there and she uses her time travel or whatever and like stays in the house so that uh, when we get to the present, it's actually her. She like pulls off all of her uh, uh, witch clothes. Like, ha Now we're gonna turn. I thought that evil. E- I thought that exact Holy same thing. Holy crap! I what? feel like we have way better ideas for this witch character than they ended up going with. <laughs> yeah, which is why, like, um, like all of the weird stuff. The uh, like, because the witch shows up uh twice, I think, and she just goes like, ah, and doesn't do anything. So it's like, oh, this is a um. They're trying to distract us, and then they're going to pull the cool reveal on us. Mm. And I wish, uh, I wish. They did not. Well, uh, she gets transported. Future gets transported back to the 1600s, Salem, uh, Massachusetts. I think we know what's going on here. The witch trials. I mean, this is and actually so- this is the point. This is the point where I wrote this. Is, okay, this is this is a pretty good concept. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, still, still too many things going on. But someone who get, someone who's so clearly uh, uh, a weirdo, weirdo witch person going back to the past and and being tried as a witch i was like okay this is pretty cool yeah I'm also i was kind of a fan of uh, uh primeval's like whole uh power deal like he, he has this organ and he plays this you know crazy music and um it shoots a a spell basically out of his castle to the you know to knock her off course a little later, later on um uh Rat a rat uh, does some sort of thing that, like you know, 
turns on that same mechanism and it shoots out a spell. I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. I like the visual of it and it's a cool thing. Uh, uh, I'd look forward to that. I, I also enjoy his floating purple sidekick. I don't know if he's a dragon. I'm not exactly that's sure. A, if they... a brat or rat. He's Brett, a what? A, a pot-bellied, legless, flying rat with an elongated nose, a lizard-like body, and a cute squint in one eye. Yeah, I'd I'd adopt that thing. I enjoy yeah. it. Well, okay. So we go now. We cut back to the house, and uh, 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 after a little while, the witch says, "Get into our house." Are we talking about that? And I'm sitting here the whole time, being like, "You have out the dematerializer. You're a Ghostbuster. Shoot her. Shoot the witch." The whole reason you came here is to shoot the witch with the dematerializer, and all they do is they stand there staring at her and saying, oh. This is why they needed Futura, because they're incompetent cowards. Yeah. And again, this is the point where I was like, why is a... So the so the giant, muscly gorilla is also afraid? Like, why is he there? It's like hiring a bodyguard who's afraid of guns. <laughs> Um, well, they get knocked into something called the scare scareway, not a stairway. It's a scareway, which is a, a, a weird Willy Wonka esque floating through space thing. Oh, real quick. Um, the, uh, um, oh, are, are we to the point where we get to see the, uh, old timey shit? Yeah. Um, the witch finder general dude, I've, I've forgotten his name completely. I don't uh, know. You listen, got a name. Listen to a speech. Salem, dude. Listen to his speech patterns. Paul Lind. <laughs> I tell ye, brethren, there be witches among us. Look around. Do you see them? They're all around us. Uh, he, That's great. He, he doesn't say them. He says, do you see them? And, and when we catch them, we're going to tar them and feather them, which is a real, I'm, uh, I think, a real modern uh, um, uh, sort of uh, verbal tick. Oh, Chan. Uh, I would I got say him. right now, old-timey English him. in the 1600s, um, was all the rage. Uh, that wasn't you. the Paul Lind character. There what? is a character that sounded... Oh, the car was the Paul Lind. Uh, yeah, that's every, our goal. Every cartoon has to have a Paul Lind yeah, character. Yeah, it, every it, there, really, there really is. Uh, but, but yeah, I enjoyed this. Uh, the, I enjoyed Salem Dude. Didn't enjoy the the moral message at the end, how he sort of redeems well, we'll himself. But we'll get uh, there. No, the, I, the I enjoyed him as a character until they fucking sold out. Yeah, thank you. Do you believe in God or do you not, Salem witch priest? Uh, <laughs> uh, the part that and then Gina, you can speak to this. Uh, uh, we apparently uh, the one Ghostbuster, if it's a full moon, can can call upon it to get superpowers of his choice, uh, which we didn't know about. Um, and he asked for super strength to get out of the scareway, not that that would help him, which is weird. It gives him super speed, and they decide to go with uh, the, the what is it, the, the Flashpoint storyline, where he gets the speed of the Flash and goes back in time to the 1600s to join Futura. Uh, yeah, this yeah, all checks man. out. I don't, I don't know what that... that I, will, I will grant that as a hat on a hat. I don't understand why they would need extra superpowers when they already have a goddamn talking monkey and a ghost dematerializer. That's because, why you need to fight ghosts. Because they suck and because they're cowards. You know what? If all it took to get superpowers is be a coward, I would be the, I would be fucking Homelander right now. <laughs> I would rule all of you people. That didn't happen. I'm not buying it. 
I'm saying that's why they need them. They 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 have been given everything, and then the guy's like, you know what? Super strong gorilla isn't good enough. Dematerializer not good enough. Uh, please give us super strength. And Only when there's a full moon, they but you don't have to see the full that moon. Up. I didn't. It just did. so we cut back to the past. Oh, everybody's there. Futura's been put in the stockade, which is cool. Uh, the heroes drop in, and if we have been for like thirty seconds, we do a whole bit where the schlubby one. Uh, loses his shoes because he bought shoes that were too big uh-huh. and then talks about, man, I guess I should have bought shoes that were the right size because I don't have my shoes. Hey, you've got a nice pair of shoes. Maybe we can trade shoes. I'm like, what the fuck is happening on this show? <laughs> why are we suddenly, why is this suddenly you just talking about shoes for no, like what? The, the vaudeville the is there. The yeah, he's, it's That's comic weird. relief. That did not make me laugh. It just made me upset. Uh, <laughs> I will say um, the... Yes. The I think this is the first time where the gorilla actually talks like he sort of grunts something. And, you know, for a for a Salem dude, which we know that all those all those people were dicks, uh, super, super religious dicks. And he, you know, for a guy that thinks that Satan is inside uh, women's vaginas, I assume that's what he believes. He sees a gorilla. We could just ask Mike Pence and and figure out. He sees a giant gorilla talk and he is unfazed. Yeah. That was weird, especially because the giant gorilla just like one hands him out of the way while talking to him, rips the top of the stockade off to let out Futura. And then, uh, you know, what's real weird is we get a combat that happens off camera (laughs) because the the heroes get surrounded by the uh, by the, the villagers. And then we like cut to, you know, maiden conquistador dude who's just like, now we got him. And then you just hear thumps and like dust clouds from off screen and cut over and the battle's over. So somebody didn't want to pay for violence is what I'm was what I'm hearing here. If you're going to have a minute long sequence of getting dressed every episode, <laughs> you're absolutely going to have the combat happen off screen. Uh, it's just, it, I was just laughing because I'm like, oh, man, OK, here we go. We're going to get little fights. Oh, no, we're just going to get a one man's reaction to it. Uh, you know, a friend of the show, Benny Arthur, uh, wrote a sketch uh, that uh, I got to perform in once of essentially the whole sketch is just him sitting on his couch in the living room watching TV for like three minutes. And then all of the action is happening outside his house. And it's just him reacting to like Optimus Prime showing up and having a laser battle in the streets. And ju- and it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. And that's all I could think about when I'm watching this is just like, oh, no. And now... And now Megatron and Starscream have joined the battle. Oh, no, this building has just been blown up. And and, and just picturing the, the Conquistador dude just being like, yep. Okay, now that's done. Let's tar and feather him. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, again, if I were these future heroes and I found myself back at Salem, I would have slaughtered all the men. Uh, and they opted not to do that in this kid's cartoon, and I'm not here for it. I just realized that Ray has been calling that guy a conquistador <laughs> rather than, as I said, a witchfinder general, which is not correct, but in the ballpark. He could have gone with uh, Pilgrim or Amish, but he decides to go for a Spanish <laughs> adventurer type who might exist around this time in South America but in no wise as part of the New England colonies. Look, Look, I'm pretty pretty sure that that any any guy before 1960 to Ray Uh 
Mm-hmm. They're just all the same. They're pilgrims or conquistadors or uh, or ancient Greek gods. Look, look, mm-hmm. he's a guy with a mustache and a big hat, as far as I'm concerned. Does he have a mustache? I don't think he has a mustache. Are you sure you're not thinking of one of the village people? <laughs> Chen, I'm always thinking about macho, one of the village people. Macho, man. I want to be a macho man. Yeah, he doesn't have a a, a mustache. I just I checked. knew he did not have a mustache. He did in my version. <laughs> what do you think so, Pilgrim Salem guys look like, Gray? They They're not just growing out handlebar mustaches. They're getting out their their little buzzer and their trimmers and just trimming shit. Maybe I just kept thinking he was uh, Michael Palin from the Spanish Inquisition. Sketch. Oh my god! I just kept and playing not, him in that role. And not freaking uh, Terry Jones from the witch trial sketch. You know, a Monty Python sketch that actually would map close to this thing that you're watching. That's not how I work, Jan. So anyway, they're going to put him on trial and our bad guys have decided to taint the jury. Uh, So what I love about this is you have these very religious people who have outsiders are putting him on trial for being of the devil, assumingly. And they don't notice that their entire five person, huh, jury is all made of, of evil spirits that nobody knows who any of these people actually are. Like, I thought this was just, it was so on the nose for, <laughs> for everything. Like, I don't know if they intended for it to be, but I watched that and I, I found the inner meaning. Uh, also, I'm pretty sure the, the bad guy hasn't studied history well enough because they could have not done anything to that jury and they still would have been burnt at the stake. That's correct. Uh, so, so like they could have just been like, "Oh wow, this is great. We we don't need to do anything. We sent them back in time to a terrible period in time, uh, in terms of intolerance. And they'll just be burned because they're, you know, they they associate with a woman who is scantily clad, and uh, the schlubby guy can't put his shoes on, so therefore he's a witch. Uh, yeah. Yeah, to be still- fair, this woman is basically naked for the time, yeah, and just parading around like that shit won't go over, yeah. And she's purple, and and we all know that the reason that uh, women were burned back then was because men were horny for them, and then felt guilty, uh, and so they blamed it on the devil. So, like, this is all they would have absolutely burned these people but instead the bad guys are like we need to pack the jury which ends up uh, blowing up in their faces they did too much on this evil plan is what i'm saying it's true so they're found guilty and then the good guys are like yo let's use our dematerializer that somehow no one took from us they zap the jurors on low level which rips off their costumes to reveal a cavalcade of the b team and c team villains from other episodes i did recognize a couple of them uh, we have a giant chase scene in the in the style of Scooby Doo, where we just have one setting, and then they just run left and right, up and down in front of the camera, way far away from the camera, and then they just chase you there for a while, and then cut to and this and and to what Gina's talking about. The ju- biggest misstep of the whole thing is Prime Evil reveals himself to this world and says, "I am I'm, I'm here doing a thing," as if as, as if as if the people who are afraid of the devil were going to react well to that. Yeah. And again, the, the Salem man who really hates witches sees some sort of Ray gun being fired and isn't phased. 
he sees uh, like a, a sort of metal demon man and is mostly like, oh, oh no. Oh, okay. A metal, metal demon man. And also this somehow makes him, makes him realize like, oh, you weirdos aren't the bad guys after all. It's just this one guy is the bad guy. Whereas if I was Salem man, I would be like, cool, you are all witches. I'm going to firebomb your asses. Yes. Uh, and also, weirdly, like he shows up, uh, primeval, and is like, I'm going to murder you all. And and then uh, um, Pilgrim dude's like, oh, dang, I was I was wrong. I thought that I thought you were all in cahoots, but I see clearly now this, you know, like cyborg devil is here. So like, uh, OK, I, I get that. Uh, and then after they've had this conversation, there's a second conversation where like we need to use a dematerialize. It's not going to work. It'll just weaken them enough. And then Primeval's all like, y- you done? Are you done doing the thing where you were talking and strategizing against me? Did I give you enough time? Okay, now I am going to waltz right into whatever thing you have set up for me while I was sitting here doing nothing at all. Yeah, I was like, that's, you should. It's weird. So they, they, they weaken him with the dematerializer and then the villagers rope him and then they tar and feather him when he's in a weakened state. They zap him a second time, which sends him back to the Frozone or wherever the heck he's going to. And uh, uh, and then we learn all about understanding and tolerance, because at this moment, uh, he's cured of his 1600s Christianity. I'm a little I'm a little confused at the yeah. message here. This is, this is at the end. I put, oh, this the Salem dude is all of a sudden tolerant. Nah, he's going to he's going to be burning bitches in two more days. He's going to give it two days and then he's going to be like, oh, goody. Goody Woodruff over there made me pop a bony. And that means that the devil's in my penis because she looked at it. Burn her. I yeah. didn't. I didn't like that they uh, that they redeemed this this horrendous, irredeemable character. I would no. have rather, you know, something have happened where Skeletor, you know, blasted him with the tar and feathering, and then Skeletor himself got dematerialized, and he and Salem dude got a real good comeuppance. But instead, he's like, "Oh my, I see. We've learned a lesson that uh, sometimes strange people don't have the devil in them, but sometimes they do." <laughs> and this is I, I was not having it no, no no what happened was that one of the writers uh like sixth grade kid they did a uh, um uh toned down version of the crucible in school and was like came home like daddy what did the did they just like burn women just for being women that's horrible i can't believe it and it was like don't worry son don't worry i it'll be fine <laughs> i'll fix it i'll make everything okay you know what no, in fact, at that time, what happened is time travelers came and they taught a lesson to the mean old ma- uh, uh, magistrate. And it was like, oh, you're right. I that was terrible of me. And uh, and you know what? Uh, uh, here's here's the proof. Here's here's video proof of how that happened. And, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. the thing. If you love your kid, you're going to do whatever you, you can for him. No way. I would tell my kid uh, uh, religion does terrible things to people throughout history. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, these bad men murdered a bunch of innocent women because they couldn't control their bonies. <laughs> Look, am I going to raise my child with... Uh, the phrase fuck the police cross stitched and up on the wall. Yes, I am. And am I going to tell him that Christianity is a uh, uh, fake and uh, does more harm 
than any other uh, uh, organization in the history of humanity. Yes, I'm also going to do that. But sometimes he's going to come home crying. And I'm going to use my creative powers. I don't know. Maybe I'll make a ukulele song. I doubt I will ever get uh, staffed on a show. If I do, though, I don't give a shit what it is. It could be a rebooted West Wing, and I'm still going to come up with some shit about time travelers going back to the Pilgrim times and making everything okay. I think we should rewrite this episode is what I'm hearing. Yep. I am. I mean... We're already halfway there. We've already <laughs> secured a slot at the pack uh, Thursday nights at 930. I don't know who's in there now, but fuck them. They're out. <laughs> I think it's the same people that were in uh, in the IO loft after it had gotten abandoned. <laughs> what, crackheads? <laughs> yeah, crackheads. Hey, uh, so when are you guys going up tonight? Oh, we're on at 930. No, no, no. That's when Ghostbusters is going up. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure we have the slot. I'm pretty sure the gorilla behind me says you do not. Oh, Ghostbusters. Cool. I love that movie. <laughs> Go back to your crack den. <laughs> I.O. West squatter. Uh, that's for five people in the audience. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we learned a lesson of understanding and tolerance, which uh, we cut to the back to 1986. And one of the kids bought the house. That's why they were there is because one of their dads was going to buy the, the witch house. Like that was never established in the opening scene. Am I mistaken? Uh, it was not, but I will say it's in keeping with the fact that this kid is the Zodiac killer okay. uh, because like as he gets older and as fewer and like fewer and fewer women uh, will pay attention to him and he blames them instead of himself, uh, he he in, you know invites uh, prostitutes back to his haunted witch house and then murders them in the basement uh, and then buries them in his yard. Because that's exactly the type of house that the Zodiac Killer would own. You know what? Sometimes they just go and make cartoon podcasts with their friends, okay? That's what they grow up to do, and it's fine. Nobody gets murdered. Thank you very much, Gina. Oh, my goodness. So then we get our PSA, because they attack on PSAs, because it's 1986. And we have Ugh. our so was Skeleton TV and, and, like, Piglet the Bat. I didn't understand, but um, they, <laughs> they, they were like, hey... Uh, I'm afraid of the dark. And he's like, fuck you, you are. What you're afraid of is you can't see. And he's like, well, I mean, is there a big difference? He's like, fuck you. And then that's the PSA. Um, I mean, his name is Skelevision. What do you expect? Yeah, I, will, I will say it was a crude. weird, like, I assumed that it was going to be about intolerance. Like, I assumed that the that the lesson, like, seriously, no. I, I assumed that the lesson was going to be when you make assumptions about people that you don't know, sometimes, like, it often You make an ass out of you and a future <laughs> person. Yes. I, I well familiar with that phrase, Gina. Thank you. Uh, uh, you know, like sometimes you're wrong and you, you unfairly, uh, target people, but instead they made it about like, Oh, the, the unknown is what's really scary. Uh, and it's like, again, no, you're, you're giving all of the people of Salem who killed innocent women a huge pass with that PSA because he's basically no. saying, Oh, see, Salem dude wasn't a bad dude. He was afraid of the unknown. And that's why he burned a bunch of women at the stake. <laughs> But but that lesson makes no sense because it like that's not you don't get to just sweep away, you know, years worth of horrible murders by saying, oh, they just they didn't they didn't know they were a little afraid of the dark. 
Come on. You know, so, those witches were just sleeping. It was, I, I found fine. it an odd, an odd lesson. I thought a, a much better one would have been about intolerance, but I guess that's no, why no. he's a talking skeleton. Folk. No, <laughs> absolutely the writer. And the writer is Don Heckman, who also wrote episodes of uh, the Godzilla cartoon. Awesome. Dinky Dog, She-Ra, Brave Star, you know, all the filmation greats. Uh, he, the, he definitely wrote in one that was like, intolerance is wrong um and like uh organized religion has caused so much harm and we really need to speak up against the religious right that is you know uh, uh coalescing in this very day and age and who knows in 20 or 30 years may cause real harm to democracy in america and standards and practices came down and like just say it's about the fucking unknown it's like no i have an important man like you still want to <laughs> Do you still want those uh, episodes of Shira? And I was like, "Yes, sir." Like, <laughs> rewrite that. Yeah, pick with afraid of the dark. That's your new PSA. Go. Yeah. Also, I don't like the lesson that uh, uh, it's you're just afraid. You're just afraid of the. If you're afraid of the dark, you're afraid of the unknown. What if there's a serial killer in the dark? What if it's the Zodiac killer? <laughs> Do you know him? <laughs> I do. Thank you very much. That's my point. That's my point. I saw. I heard that long pause as you're like, "Oh no, Chan's right." I, I have no response him. to this. I know this Too kid. Late. I know. Too this late. Kid. I'm not. Mm-mm. <laughs> and that's our show, everybody. Ghostbusters, filmation, Ghostbusters. We have, we have, we have talked about it. <laughs> I, Honestly, I, yeah, I, I didn't didn't hate it. I did not hate this episode. I really was coming in expecting to be upset at the end of it and you know it had its moments but for the most part this is fine this is passable entertainment yeah it is exactly what it it is very much of its time and it, you know it's not a stone cold classic or anything but yeah it was it was okay yeah and I, you know I i'm it. i'm gonna walk away going let's go ghostbusters let's go let's go so uh you know they have like do you guys know about this in southern california they have like these uh, you know, the, a lot of these uh, people dress up in costumes. They do Ghostbusters events where <laughs> where people dress up like, you know, uh, Ray Stance, Peter Venkman. The whole Are crew you would- describing like Comic-Con and cons to our listening audience as if they have never no. heard of one before? Ray? This is a specific thing where they only dress as Ghostbusters and then they meet up with other people who are all only dressed as Ghostbusters. I feel like you could have just said Ghostbusters con and they would have gotten a con, it's a meetup. It's a meetup dressed up. It's a different. Are you thing. talking about like like furries, but for Ghostbusters? <laughs> like they get together for sex and they dress up as the characters from the eighties movie? Yes. Cool. So my I, point is, I think we could dress as these three characters. Just use the costumes from our stage show at the Pack Theater Thursdays nine thirty p.m. Everyone be there, um, and, and we just show up at these and say, "You guys are the wrong uh, Ghostbusters." No. We're the no, real if, Ghostbusters. If if this thing that you are talking about actually exists, I do not believe it does because it doesn't make any it sense. And it sounds real. like something you would make up. Then 100% they get every single time one uh, group of people who come dressed up thinking they've come up with this fantastic joke that no one else has and they have to chase them off. That sounds great. Look, here's the deal. I did a, I did a wrestling show once, uh, and it was a really out of control show. Uh, Roddy Piper was there. It was wonderful. But one of the the features was they invited all of the people from this Ghostbusters club to to show up dressed in uniform, and they get to do a little bit in the ring. And like fifteen people in Ghostbuster outfits showed up with like Ghostbuster hearse vehicles. Like the shit was crazy. 
I'm just saying, like, uh, uh, this is a real thing, Chan. You can't take it away from me. Mm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say if there really is a Ghostbusters con, uh, someone probably already did that bit where they dressed up like these guys. Yeah, but we didn't do it. That's the key. <laughs> okay, guys. So you have anything that we want to talk about? Any uh, things we want to plug before we get out of here today? I mean, we probably want to do a little theme song throwdown. It's the theme song throwdown. We got a couple yeah! of great songs coming up for you. Let's start it off with um, one that was brought to us by uh, Patreon uh, subscriber Andy Costello. Ooh, hi, Andy. Samurai Pizza Cats. Will somebody please cue that boy? Samurai Pizza Cats. Oh, yeah. Who do you call when you want some pepperoni? Samurai Pizza Cats. Right on. They're stepping out of crime, and you know that ain't baloney. They're speedy ceviche. He's the leader of the bunch. Right. A heck of a fighter makes a heck of a lunch. And little polyester, who's never afraid of going into battle with the bad guys in vain. Here's Guido Anchovy, a wild romantic rover. His cat gets down, down with a love hangover. <laughs> They're so bad, they've got more fur than any turtle ever had. Stronger than old the big cheese is the villain who's lower than low it's a rotten shame he lives in little tokyo we got a nasty bad bird and some nasty ninja crow as soon as someone finds a script we might begin the show sit right back and up your feet and turn the sound up high and if you want the full effects go eat a piece of pie <laughs> Samurai Pizza Cats. Now, I always thought it was an interesting choice to have your narrator do a Paul Lind impression. Uh, oh, I was thinking it reminds me of it reminds me of uh, the the Fred improv Schneider. warm up. Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? It, it, even the even the lyrics, because the the warm up. Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? Which for those unfamiliar with improv warm ups, which I assume is most of our audience. It's you're you're in a group, you're in a circle with your your team, and it's just someone goes, "Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing?" And then someone in the voice of Fred Schneider says literally the first thing that pops into their head. So I'm making an omelet and I'm taking a duty, uh, and that that is what this reminded me of. It reminded me of the the improv warm up where you say nonsense words in the voice of Fred Schneider, <laughs> in a good way. Uh- yeah, that's that's a fair that's fair, and uh, also all the reasons why I liked and did not like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, a bunch of people think that this is supposed to be Fred Schneider, but it is in fact uh, the singer is uh, the writer, one of the writers on the show, doing uh, a Paul Lind. So okay. it sounds to me a lot like yeah, Paul. Lind. I could yeah, tell yeah, it yeah. wasn't really Fred Schneider, right? But I mean, like that—that's what they're going for, uh-huh. and a lot of people today are too young to know who fucking oh, Paul Lind is. Oh, that's so. sad. What are, you, what, what are you trying to say? I'm old? <laughs> I'm not saying it. Uh, I think the hearing aid dropping out of your it. head is still... <laughs> you know who's saying it? Paul Lind is saying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I we've done this uh, show before, so yeah, I've heard the song it. before. I, didn't I really had understand. forgotten how much I do not care for this song. It's not. Look, it's just fine. It's an okay song. Um, it's just I don't think it's a quadrant four good enough song. And we'll see what goes up against it. And Andy, you know, uh, bless you. Thank you for the suggestion. Look, uh, Samurai Pizza Cats was a show I quite frankly did not understand. It's a theme song I appreciate, but it's not really my cup of tea. And given how strong all these Quadrant 4 round uh, of round one uh, songs have been, I don't like its prospects here. But you never know. Uh, Chan, I'm ready to hear what the other one is. Uh, okay, here's a little song that I had to slot in late because I realized I made a criminal error. It's Cowboy Bebop. I think it's time we blow this scene. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, it's jam. Everything I said about jazz. I was about I to was say, too, we know Gina hates this because it's jazz. No, but I love Cowboy Bebop. So <laughs> look, uh, uh, I feel like I have an idea where this is going to go. So I'd say why uh, why pretend drama? Um, I'm going to say right now, I'll open it. Look, Cowboy Bebop gets my vote. I think uh, um, uh, Cowboy Bebop is a very, very strong, very, very iconic, very, very get out your seat and kind of boogie song that you would never uh, skip past if it was a Netflix intro situation. And that being said, it's going to take a very strong theme song to knock off Cowboy Bebop in this tournament. And that theme song is definitely not Samurai Pizza Cats. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no shade on uh, Samurai Pizza Cats because I already threw shade on it. But this, uh, yeah, like I said, when I realized uh, that I had made this uh, list up and I hadn't included, I was like, oh, Jesus, I got to bump something because like uh, uh the next next week we're gonna have this the song that uh got top seated because it was the one I put in the song that I most represents my childhood and Waste, most brings me joy every time I the hear whole time it for this yeah but Cowboy Bebop uh, uh is unquestionably a better song uh and probably about equal uh, in terms of bringing joy to me um even though I I have I only very recently you know within the past several years uh, uh heard it and it's it's just so fucking good so good uh gina tell us why, why you hate jazz uh i still hate jazz <laughs> uh for all the obvious reasons that everyone in the world hates jazz uh 
and and I will say, I think I like Samurai Pizza Cat better than you guys did uh, because it actually made me want to watch it. I, I haven't watched it. I don't even really know about it. Uh, and I was thinking, this is insane and ridiculous, and I dig it, and now I want to watch it. That being said, yeah, Cowboy Bebop, I do feel like is a better is a better song. It's better produced. Uh, uh, and so I think I'm going to make it a clean sweep. Yeah, I think I think that's the only correct decision here. Uh, Cowboy Bebop moves on. And Samurai Pizza Cats, look, you're eligible for the loser's bracket. Good luck. <laughs> Did anyone uh, no one suggested Gravity Falls for theme song? I don't think so. Dang, uh, that's nuts. There might have there been. No, actually, I'm looking at uh, the list of all of them. Nobody mentioned it. You know what? You know, it's, maybe when we, it's, it's newer. That's I was going to say probably when, why. When we do uh, the second theme song throwdown, only of shows from the from this uh, century or from this uh, yeah from this millennium, uh, maybe maybe we put Gravity Falls. I mean, in there. it's going to take it's going to take it all. Gravity Falls would sweep. Wow, there it is. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, that was a great episode of theme song throwdown, Chan. Great job. <laughs> This really is so much more fun for us than for the audience because <laughs> the editing makes it seem like a totally normal thing and not just like some like, oh, what, what, uh, okay. What about? We, just, we just live did a theme song thrown on chat. What are you talking about? This is when you asked me what what, epi- what what theme songs we just did. And I go, ah, I don't remember. Anyway, plug time. <laughs> okay, uh, AE Double Backs, a show that Chan does. The Unicorn is a show Gina is writer for. Who would win show? That's a show I'm on. There's our plugs. You, you guys weren't going to do it any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're running long. So you can hit us up on Facebook.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. Um, Patreon.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. Uh, folks, it, it won't matter for this episode. But um, we just did an all-hands-on-deck Patreon-exclusive episode, The Loser's Bracket. We just recorded it with all of our – every patron eligible. So if you were a patron, you could have been a part of that. So think about that going forward and and be sad because all of our patrons got to be a part of it. And that's a special Patreon-only episode, The Loser's Bracket of Theme Song Throwdown. Everybody got a chance to be a part. Uh, otherwise, you can check us out on a Twitter. We're at uh, – gi joe podcast or otherwise hit me up individually i am at almighty ray at 999 rpms i'm at gina ippy i'm not gonna lie i when i started to say at gi joe podcast i was starting to just go into autopilot and i almost just said you can find the show at 999 rpms <laughs> and then i was like no that doesn't make any sense ray you should not say that out loud <laughs> guys they would have figured day. it out they would have figured it out i'm eventually ready for bed but i can't turn off the lights because i'm scared you're just scared of the unknown and witches and hot ladies making you pop bonies. I am scared of that. Good night, everybody. Let's go.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.